In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. And welcome to the Betches Moms Podcast. I'm Brittany, and today we're joined by Rebecca Minkoff, co-founder and designer of Rebecca Minkoff Global Fashion Brand. Welcome, Rebecca. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me, and welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's I really I I was gone for 16 weeks, and I've just been jumping into it full throttle. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so you're you're a mom of three, which is crazy. We were talking a little bit before we hopped onto this, and I don't I can't understand how to manage three kids because I it's taking me way too long to learn how to manage two. <laughs> how, yeah. what's that been like? You know, um I think where you're at is the hardest part. It's going from one to two, which it, you only realize that that's harder once once you have it. Like when you have your first, you're like, oh, this is really hard. I want to take my nap. I want to do what I want to do. And I got this kid. And and then yeah. you have two and you're like, oh, that was so easy. And now anyone uh-huh. I meet with one kid, I'm like, ugh, what are you complaining about? Um, literally, literally <laughs> it's it's easy. It's literally easy. It's like watching no one. It's like, it's like a stuffed animal. So I think, at least for me, one to two was extraordinarily hard. You're dealing with the emotions of the first, which you feel like you're damaging them forever. Um, And then wanting to spend time with your second, but somehow that doesn't happen, um, at least for me. And then you have three, and it's, it's easier in the beginning, I'll say that, because you sort of have been forged into steel at that point by all yeah. the insanity. You're no longer precious about anything. Like I'll never forget with my first, um, I would travel for the first year. Wherever I had to go, they'd come with me because I, I was breastfeeding. And I remember I was on an international flight and a stewardess like touched my kid. And I was like, oh, that filthy stewardess touching my kid. Like I like, oh, sanitized no. him. And by the third, I'm like, can you hold him so I can pee? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you just don't care anymore. <laughs> Um, I, that's like the perfect example. Yeah. So it's insane. Um, I, the best advice I can offer is like the socks are going to have holes. The clothing's going to be not matched. There's going to be like little baby dreadlocks growing in their hair. But as long as they're alive and having fun, I'm, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> exactly. I know when I'm like trying to get the kids dressed, I'm like, oh, I want them to be like cute and matching. I'm like, F this. Like you're you're getting some clean clothes on you and we're getting out the door. Exactly. It's too chaotic for that. Yes. Yes. There are those moms, like my sister-in-law, her daughter looks perfect all the time. And like every outfit is so enviable. I'm like, why didn't I do that for my kid? And I was like, I I couldn't. I just mentally, it stopped there. It was just like clothed and fed, whatever. 
Do you feel a little pressured to go out with your kids and having them look their best because of your name? Only if I'm going to an event that I know there's going to be photographers at, like the those right. events where they invite you because they want to take your picture when you arrive. Um, then I feel pressure, but we're not having any of that anymore. So <laughs> no events allowed. So I haven't had to worry about that. But yeah, um, I try and make them not look too homeless at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great great thing to follow by just make them look like they're clean and fed right yes for sure so um rebecca your brand is amazing it's everybody knows your name so what inspired you to get into fashion i think that from an early age actually i was around eight when i discovered sewing and design and that i could make and create my own garments was incredibly exciting and thrilling. And so as I began, as I got older and I was, you know, seeing all my friends, you know, go off to college, I was like, that doesn't feel right to me. Um, Mm -hmm. What feels right to me is starting to work in this industry. And so I was able to secure a paid internship in New York with a designer through uh, my brother uh, who had a, you know, a friendly relationship with him. And the rest is definitely not history, but that was sort of like my foothold into the industry where I got to learn so much, the ins and outs, the no, all the non-glamorous stuff that the magazines never show you. Right. That's interesting because it's like, I, I feel like most people don't know what they want to do before college. People don't know what they want to do after college. So that's pretty impressive that you, you know, and that's probably why you've been so successful because you've had this passion and you you knew that's what you wanted and you've been chasing it for so long. Yeah, I mean, when I do meet people who are like, I don't know what I want to do, I'm like, start trying a bunch of stuff. And looking mm-hmm. back, like high school's the time to try that. Get a job in right. the summer, or get an internship or go shadow your local newspaper, whatever it is. Like you won't know until you do it. And then you have to yeah. like experience hardship in that arena to be like, I love it even though. Right. I read that you designed your own bat mitzvah dress. I which did. Which I think is awesome. I did. Yeah. I um, I was taking classes and I thought this was like, I'm becoming a woman. This is my moment. I was also a double A, which is basically <laughs> inverted breasts. Right. And um, I was like, well, I'm turning into a woman and I got to show off my rack, which is not what you should be focused on when you're having a bat mitzvah. But I was like, I somehow have to show that like, even though my body is not a woman, I look like one. So I was like, let me design a dress that plays to my assets, if you will. Uh-huh. And so that was that was the uh, misguided thinking of my first dress. As a businesswoman and a mother, what's it like being a working mom? And how did you come into that? So pre-kids, my husband and I were both building our careers. And so we both worked all the time. And it was, we never like sat down and talked about it, but it was just this mutual support of like, yeah, whatever it takes, babe, high five. Um, And then when I was pregnant, I still worked crazy hours. I don't know, 10, 11 at night, every night. But I knew that once this baby came, I I wanted to be a mom. I, I saw too many people that have nannies do it all and Mm -hmm. um, to each their own. I just said, I want to be present. I don't want the baby nurse. I I want the natural birth. Um, And I want to be home at night to see my kid for more than just like, good night. And so as soon as he was born, I just said, okay, I have to leave the office at six. 
And I think that was really hard for me, some being someone that worked all the time and still really building my company. Um, and it felt like I was, I felt like when I was leaving, I was like sneaking out, even though yeah. no one was telling me that. It was my own messed up mentality that I think a lot of women have of like, oh, I'm sorry, I got to go be with my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to get home. Oh, I got a doctor's or they're performing. I'm so sorry. And it, you know, it's taken me a really long time to not feel that way and, and to change it and be like, I'm leaving now because I'm so excited I get to go see Blah. Right. I think that's definitely something that more moms struggle with than should in the workforce because it's that whole stigma of trying to do both. And, you know, my mom always tells me when I get conflicted and things like this, she's like, you're a mother first and you need to remember that. And I, and I always remind myself that because our kids are so important and they need us to survive. So yeah. Was there ever a moment uh, where you felt like you couldn't do both? Yeah. And I think that happens a lot. I think an extreme example was, um, I obviously oversee and produce all of our fashion shows and fashion weeks. And um, we were doing something new. We were not going to have a fashion show. We were going to do this video concept. And the person who we thought could handle it completely shat the bed and could not. And on my vacation, I found myself working like 12-hour days to fix it. And my kids were wanting my attention. And they knew that this was going to be their time with me. And it was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then, you know, my kid says to me, mommy, you're not acting like my mommy right now. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, That's and I was like, yeah, it sucks. And it happens. And I said, I'm so sorry. In three days, I'll be your mommy when this is over. Um, and I think that at least me being honest with them, you know, like, hey, it's still yeah. going to be bad for a couple more days until this is over. Um, so I try and make it a goal to be honest with them and, and whether it's good or bad and at least they can know that they've heard you even if it sucks. Mm-hmm. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there a specific age that they get to? Your kids are all still very young, but is there a specific age where you feel like they start to really understand and before that where it's more difficult for them to understand? Yeah. I mean, I have a 10-year-old. I feel like he's just beginning to understand. But then Mm -hmm. the other day I had a speaking gig and I was like, you can be in here, but you can't talk to me. And he literally was like, mom, mom, where's the marker? Mom, mom, can you fill out this thing? Did I do the stamp right? And I was like, dude, we just discussed it. And like I pushed him away. He's like, don't push me. And I was like, cool, you don't understand. So I feel right. like um, I feel like the beginnings of understanding are, are, are there. And my daughter's seven. I think she probably understands. And I think I also I also tell them, I'm like, we get to do this activity because mommy and daddy worked and made money and do you like that? And so it's not to make them feel guilty, but it's also to make them go like, okay, I might not have them around when I want them all the time, but I get to do A, B, C, and D because of it. Right. And they know you, you're doing this for them. Yeah. I'm like, where do you and- think those Z bars come from? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Are you hoping to, I'm sure you're hoping, but do you feel like you're instilling great work ethic in your kids and are you hoping for them to see this and and to, you know, feel empowered as they get older to be strong in the workforce? Um, I currently feel like I'm failing and I'll lay it out for you. My mom made me work for everything I wanted. So I knew that nothing would get bought and paid for without me earning it. And it, w- it was so clear that I-, I didn't even bother after a while asking for anything. I take that same stance with my kids. But instead mm-hmm. of like my daughter going, well, she just changed yesterday, actually. But prior to yesterday, she'd be like, ah, I don't want it. And I'm like, no, 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 you're supposed to work for it and show me like do the chore chart and and, you know, like do the jobs. And she's just like, no. And then she doesn't get it, but she's also fine with not getting it. And um, mm-hmm. this guy that I did a podcast with was like, they already have a high bar. You live in New York City. You have, you know, some bare bare bones that are much uh, whatever. Like these kids already enjoyed something. They don't want for things. So the extra mm-hmm. stuff they don't need. And so I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I get them to work hard and get that work ethic in, and I'm I am somewhat struggling with that right now. Um, and they're not spoiled by any stretch of the imagination, but um, they have access to a lot being in the city. Right. So it's a weird right. it's a weird mindfuck. If I'm I'm sorry, yeah. I'm swearing so much. Oh no, we swear all the time. Okay, on good. This, okay, on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, that's understandable though. It's there are certain things you could control, and there's it's a you know it's a double edged sword if you could say. But let's backtrack a little bit. When you were returning the workforce after maternity leave, what was that like? And what was your experience? Okay. 
Each one was different, so I'll try and be brief as I outline all three. Um, with the first one, I was like going into it, I'm going to definitely take three months. Uh, six weeks in, I felt like I was kind of bored and I needed some other outside stimulation. I couldn't just sit home all day. And so I voluntarily went back for half days for the balance of that time. And that was kind of perfect is that I could go in from nine to noon or nine to one, go home and spend the rest of the day with my kid. With my second, I was like, oh no, I should have taken all that time. I'm taking all that time. And I did. And it didn't mean I didn't work. As the owner of your company, you're still working, but you're just working from home or working mm -hmm. a lot less. Going back was, I guess, easier in a way with my second because I knew what to expect and I knew how right. I wanted to reintegrate. And then with my third, I would say um, I planned on three months, but being in New York City stuck in a house in the middle of February with a kid and you can't take that kid anywhere because it's like Icelandic glacier freezing. I was like, yeah, I got to get out of this house. I'm going back to work. So I went back at six weeks and I took I sort of dr drug out the rest of that time and took it when I wanted. Um, and I would say that that third and last time was the hardest because I was so mentally exhausted. I was creatively exhausted when I left that I actually had handed the keys over to a woman. I said, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to know what design decisions you're making. I just want to check the F out. And then I got back and I was like, I'm here, I'm ready. And she was like, we don't need you. And then <laughs> I was, Who needs like, Rebecca Minkoff, I was right? like, oh, well, now what do I do? I'll start a podcast. <laughs> so that was just tough from a reentering period to have that sort of, that was my welcome back was we don't need you. Right. Right. That's, I mean, I guess that's not the greatest thing you want to hear. But at the same time, it's probably uh, – great to know that you have such an amazing team that could hold the fort down and you didn't feel like things were super chaotic. Correct. She, she ran it like a tight ship. That's great. Do you have any tips for moms that are going to be reentering the workforce after maternity leave? I have so many. I think everyone prepares for their maternity leave and handoff and then no one prepares a woman for the returnity, um, the lack of sleep, the engorgement if you're pumping or breastfeeding, how you're going to have that conversation with your colleagues and or superiors. And just that mentally, you might not be back, you know, for three to five, maybe six months because you're still not sleeping. You're waking up through the night depending on your circumstances. So I tell women like before you leave, have a plan with your HR professional uh, or a boss of when I come back, I'd like the flexibility to, let's fill in the blanks. Is it working from home? Is it different hours? Is it, um, you know, an extended maternity leave where it's like half time? Like you might not know what you want until you're actually on leave, but at least you've begun the dialogue. And then right. I think that, you know, while there's been a lot of messed up things that COVID has done, it's also said, hey, you now see what's going on in my life in the background. And you know now that working from home works. So what are the things that we can do to take advantage of that as working moms? Yeah. And I also think that women be, need to begin to insist that the workplace changes. I hear of way too many women pumping in a closet or a bathroom stall. And it's like, you know what? I had this Medela freestyle pump. I literally plugged it into my back pocket, 
And I walked around the office with my little cape and I just went about my life because I couldn't stop and go into a room. And so I don't expect every woman to feel that free, but I do expect you to say, this is when I'm pumping. I need a room. By law, you have to give me one. And guess what? I can't be bothered during that time. So how do we make meetings around that time and start demanding change? And it's scary and you're going to have to stick your neck out. But that's important to you or a doctor's appointment or a game. Like we have to begin to just say, I am a whole person. I'm just not like a, a cog in a wheel. And for me to be successful, this is what I need. And I think, I think people are changing and they're more amenable to that, those types of requests. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I also think luckily the conversation is changing a little bit, especially with what's going on in Congress right now. And um, because of what you're saying with COVID, how, you know, moms are feeling like they could be more assertive about saying, well, I'm working from home because this works for me and we know that it works. So hopefully, you know, things will change for the better for working moms and terms of, you know, maternity leave, paid maternity leave, and also getting the things that they need in the office from coworkers and, and employers. With my first, when I came back to work, we actually, it was great at Betches. We, we have a new office now, but our old office, we had a great room that I was able to pump in and I felt so comfortable in. And I just can't imagine, you know, people not having that. Yeah. And, and I think that it, it makes one feel devalued if you're like, wow, I'm contributing so much and I can't even get a place to do the thing that's going to feed my kid or continue a relationship with my child. And I think when we invest in these women, they do incredible things. And I think they're tiny, tiny signals you can give to people. We either are supportive of you being a mom or we're not. And when you give someone a closet, you're like, sorry, we're not supportive. Right which is super frustrating. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So you mentioned a couple of times that you have a podcast called Superwoman. Could you tell us a little bit more about it and uh, the meaning behind the name? Yeah. Well, I think every woman is a superwoman. Um, So it's not just reserved for a select elite group. But the women that I interview are people that have just been forged by fire. They're people that you think have the perfect life, have it all. And in the podcast, we really uncover what their struggles were, what their um, challenges were, and how they overcame them. And my hope that is it inspires listeners to be like, oh, that happened to her too. Uh, oh, she she had that happen and she still succeeded. Wow, I, I can do that. And so I think that 
when I listen to these women, I, it's therapy for me. And I hope that it's therapeutic for other women to hear these stories of success and failure. I'm sure because as we were talking about, it's like it's it's increasingly hard to think about being a, or being a working mother. So to, you know, hear the stories of I'm assuming it's not all mothers, but hearing stories of people that you can relate to being a woman in the workforce could be really inspiring. So I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah. Um, so you also have Little Minkoff, which I think is the cutest thing ever. Do you gain inspiration from your kids there? And do they ever help you on any of those projects? Oh, Lord. Um, well, Little Minkoff is sort of on pause. We launched it oh, right it before the pandemic came out. You can still order those pieces. We just don't have new ones. Okay. Um, that factory immediately was shut down and ordered to make masks. So we made a lot of masks. Um, but it'll come back. We just... Um, we're a, we're a bit of a tinier team since the pandemic, and we just don't have the bandwidth right now. But no, my children are not an inspiration in the clothing space. <laughs> to answer your question, not at Why all. Not? Why because not? Because if my both of my sons only want to wear like polyester sportswear, my three-year-old calls it his cool pants and his cool shirt, not because it's cool, but it feels cool to the touch. Yeah. Um, and my daughter has an interesting sense of style. She can pull off stuff that I'm like, it doesn't match. I don't know, but you're you she has so much confidence that like I'm like, all right, you go on, girl. That make make it happen. So I guess she inspires that confidence that she has is very yeah. inspiring. Do you see from any of your kids that, that they have any type of maybe maybe your daughter to be a fashion designer and following your footsteps? Yeah, so she started a paper handbag line called Heart to Space. And I was like, I got too excited. And then she didn't like that. I was like, oh, my God, we got to start an Instagram and we'll sell your paper bags. And she's like, I just want to sell them outside our, our door. I was like, no, no, we can't do that. We can't sell them outside her door. <laughs> and she's like, never mind. I don't want to do it. But I, I have the name registered because I was like, I love that name. Do you want it like – That's a I'm... <laughs> great name. So she she likes to make things and and – so I think that she could be potentially on that route, but I'm definitely not a pushy, like, that's what she has to do. I just want them to be happy in whatever direction. Right. So do you see that in either of your sons or? No, no they're just sports and yeah, just sports. And my son is, my son does want to make money and he's like, how can I make my own money? And I said, chores. And he said, no. And I said, okay. And he's like, can I work in a restaurant? And I said, child labor laws. I said, you can model or act. <laughs> Those are the only two gigs that I know about that kids can do. And he's like, cool, right. I want to do that because I want some money. So I think uh, we'll see what happens with that. So money drives him. Not Having a bad his thing. own money drives him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a bad thing. No. So what, what do you think is the best part about being a mom? Oh, man, I'm a big cuddler. Um, I just, I think that it's just a love that you didn't know could exist, that, you know, when you choose your partner, there's a choice when you have a baby. It's like um, you don't know who you're going to get. And so to discover this tiny human and, um, you know, when you're sitting there bouncing on the ball for 45 minutes to get them to sleep or staying up all night because they have a fever or whatever it is, that 
you love someone so much to take care of them and and do that. I think that for me is, I don't know, I call it like the fourth dimension of love. I love that. Because it's so true. It's like, I, you don't really think of it that way. You love somebody so much, you're willing to not sleep, which is <laughs> the hardest thing. And roll your was, boobs up into a, your bra every day after breastfeeding, like a tootsie yep, roll. <laughs> yep. I, I did not sleep last night and I was doing all the above. Um, but I love my son. Yeah. So it's worth it. <laughs> what do you think is the toughest part about being a mom? I mean, I think there's different phases and it changes, obviously. It's the birth, then it's the cracked nipples, and then it's your, like, will my vagina ever recover? Um, then it's now, you know, as I have a seven and a 10 year old, like a defiance, you know, that I go, wow, I just said don't do that, or I said go to your room and you say no. And when I was little, that didn't fly in my house. And what? How is it that you're just not listening to me? And that to me is hard is when they're just like, not going to listen. You can't do, you know, try carrying like a protesting 10 year old to their room. It doesn't work. Like I can't hold on to them. (laughs) I mean, I can't hold on to my three-year-old, so (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do with a 10 year old. (laughs) I just want to know what this generation is doing wrong that like the fear of God was in me. If my dad said, go to your room, I was like, oh, I got to go. And now these kids don't care. They're like, you don't scare me. I know. I tried to use on my son the other day. Do you want daddy to come downstairs? He was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, well, that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So you also have a book, Fearless. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I wrote that book. It's a business book. And it's the end result is definitely not you like putting your hair over your shoulder and being like, I'm fearless. It is more the idea that we're going to have huge challenges in our personal and professional lives. We're going to be confronted with risks. And it's just to identify the fact that fear is a, a, an emotion that's been hardwired into us as long as humans have been here that keeps us safe from bears and woods or for me, sharks and lakes. Um, but it shouldn't, that same emotion shouldn't stop you from success. And so it's sort of like my 21 rules for success and how to reframe, um, how to be successful in a book. And hopefully it makes you take the risk and you might be scared, but you take the risk anyway. That's great. Um, so what, what lesson, I feel like we kind of spoke about this, but maybe there's other things, but What lesson do you think took you the longest to learn as a mom, especially a mom, especially as a working mom? Boundaries. We get asked, and I'm sure you probably talk a lot about balance on the podcast. Balance does Mm -hmm. not exist. Throw that out the window. Guess what? Doesn't exist for men either. No one's ever had it, right? But we can have boundaries. And I think that when you're working and building your career, 
you want to say yes to everything because you're like, if I don't say yes, then what happens? And so in the last, I'd say five, six years, I've just been saying no. And I have to be okay that I might not go to that party and meet that person that changes my blah. But I'm also really clear on the fact that there's not one person that's going to just make my company go to a billion dollars, you know, like, right. So if I got to spend an extra night with my kids or I got to have a date night with my husband right now, that's what I'm weighing. And I go, okay, I got to have boundaries. I can't do that. Nope. That calls on a weekend, not doing that or whatever it is. Um, and it's hard to do, but I'm trying to get as strict as I can with boundaries. Do you feel like you're – because I know you are saying before you leave the office at 6. I don't know if that's something you still do, but in the beginning you, were, you left the office at 6. Are the weekends your time with your family or do you allow for certain work things? No, absolutely no work unless it's like, again, a fashion week um, or it's like a fun event. Again, these are not really happening right now where I can right. I can be with industry people, but it's it's a kids event too, so they get to come. Um, but yeah, I don't even I don't check my email on the weekends. I barely go on social media now on the weekends. That was a new one I just started. Is like, cool, cool. I don't need to post what I ate today. You know, right. just like it's fine. Like sh- she's not gonna buy a bag because she liked that I went to a pumpkin patch. <laughs> right, right. I think that's a, a great piece of advice because that's something I try and tell myself too. I feel like, I feel like especially, you know, now everybody's attached to their phone and I'm always just, I'm like, I need to put it down. And it's so sad because my oldest Oliver is like, mommy, no phone, no phone. And a lot of times I'm on my phone for work or, you know, digital media company. And, um, it, it like breaks my heart when he says that, but yeah. I'm going to have you in my ear a little bit on just the on the weekend. Like, I'm putting my phone down. Just tell like yourself that. that you and I are not curing cancer, and We're you not. know, <laughs> and so it can wait. And if it's really an emergency, someone will text you. And obviously, right. I'll always right. respond. But not, right. I haven't had a weekend text yet, so I think we're okay. That's good. What's the best piece of advice? You- you've been given that you could give back to everybody else that's listening. Oh, I asked the same question on my podcast. I love that you Really? Know. Yeah, I say what <laughs> I literally exact ask the exact same one. Um <clears throat> uh mom related? Uh yeah, as a mom in uh business and um starting your own company, just life advice. Uh, well, there is a woman that I follow on Instagram and she also has her own company. And I was like, okay, so she gets up at like five in the morning. She does like an hour long bike ride. Then she goes to her office, has like the best lunch, then hangs out with a celebrity, makes a perfect dinner, packs the lunches, goes out for a martini, puts the kids to bed and then goes out with her husband. And I was like, how am I failing at this? Like, how does she do this? And I'll never forget, we have the same facialist. And I was like, I just feel like I can't keep up. Like, so what I would say to yourself is give yourself a break, you know? Yeah. We're all trying our best. You cannot look to social media for how someone so perfect or seemingly perfect does it all. Right. You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. And there's going to be other people. Like I have another friend 
she loves being away from her kids, not because she loves being away, but she loves her work and her husband mm-hmm. more. And that's fine for her. And so right. you just have to like to each their own and really, you know, put your blinders on and go, what do I want? You know, what makes me happy and how do I build a life of that? And it won't happen overnight, but how do I work towards that versus what you see and think is happening with other people? And then give yourself a break because we're all just trying and doing our best. That's great advice. Because again, we're all on social media. Every, you think everybody's lives are perfect and everybody tries to follow that and it's not possible. No, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, not. Yeah. We all try to do too much and we just have to step back from it. Yes. Well, Rebecca, this has been amazing. I had so much fun talking with you. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Where, where could our listeners find you on social? What's your social handle? At Rebecca Minkoff on Instagram, and uh, you can download the podcast, Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff. Perfect. And get your book, Fearless. And get my book, Fearless. Yes. The whole thing. You can read me, <laughs> listen to thing. me, wear me. I'll be everywhere. Yes. Yes. Well, that's it for this episode of the Betches Moms Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify, and follow Betches Moms on Instagram, and follow Rebecca at Rebecca Minkoff. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. The Betches Moms Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at betches.com. 